0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, this is Marin Ellis with Muscles and Medicine. I am so excited to bring to you guys this episode today. It is with my great friend, my brother, uh, man of God, Terrell Fletcher. I grew up being a San Diego Chargers fan and watching him play the game as I was in high school right up the street from San Diego and just used to be in awe of his speed, his quickness, But then over the years as I had a chance to know him, become a friend, he's pretty much like a big brother to me. um, I was able to see how powerful he was, how much of an impact he can make on someone's life to inspire them to be the great person that God created them to be. So it was bigger than just football. He's an author, he's a family man, he's a businessman, he's a public speaker, the man is multifaceted, and I am excited to share this episode with you, because I know even in this few minutes, you'll just get a glimpse of how he can inspire you, um, even though things are troubling right now, he can inspire you to develop into the person, the man, the woman that God wants you to be, so I know you'll enjoy it, get inspired, take some notes, and I will talk to you guys in a second.
1: If you're looking to get in shape, strengthen your faith, and transform your life, welcome to the Muscles and Medicine podcast with Marin Antonesia of Divine Design Fitness. We talk about all things fitness, health, and faith to help you get to where you want to be. Our goal is to help build your body and fortify your faith.
0: So, man, you know, what's going on, what's going on out there in San Diego? How's everything going with this COVID crisis, everything going on out there?
2: Well, just on a personal level, everything is amazing. You know, it's uh, uh, get some time to spend with the family. And um, we were new parents of twins, obviously. So that's been phenomenal. Uh, Challenging, but phenomenal, you know, Uh, late nights and feedings and. The, not able to communicate what's going on with them. But it's it, fatherhood is everything I could have imagined and some, mm-hmm. you know, in that regard. So <clears throat> that part is cool. Um, as a pastor, it's the COVID situation is hectic. You know, sometimes being a pastor can be like the Maytag man. <laughs> Nothing, not a lot is going on. And all of a sudden, boom, everybody's refrigerated broken. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. Um. So that that caught a lot of us off guard. Uh, having to reestablish churches, what what Sunday service would look like, um, the obvious economic challenges that that were posed by that in people's personal lives, but also from a professional standpoint as it relates to ministry. So, um, how would we continue to do services to, for people? And I don't mean Sunday services. I'm just talking about how do we help the poor and minister to young people and connect with. Um um some of the places that are at the heart of who we are as a church, how do we continue those if we have to social distance ourselves and et cetera et cetera, et cetera so mm-hmm. um so aside from that, you know obviously that's a challenge, and we pray for god's healing for the land, and we pray um that we do our personal responsibility part as people by um staying as clean as we can, but keep a social distance all those things mm-hmm. and if we do those things then you know we'll get to a good good space we'll get to a good place here pretty soon it's uncomfortable for certain right. but uh, but we'll make it and um and we're doing the same we're doing it both as a church we're doing it as a family and uh, other than that man that's i think that's what's consuming most people's lives right exactly now. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the crazy thing is all over the world it's
0: not just Oh, in San Diego or oh, in Dallas or Mm -hmm. just the US.
2: It's literally all over the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which makes it a a shared challenge for all of us, but unique. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is one of those situations where none of us get to point the finger at each other and say, we're doing it better Mm -hmm. or look at what you guys did wrong. That's Mm -hmm. why you have this. Everybody's dealing with it now. Right. Right. So we're all looking and We have to share. I was watching um, the news, listening to them talk about these um, um, makeshift G5 meetings that they're having, which are out of season G5 meetings. But all the major countries and nations, they have to work together. Hmm. They have to talk. They have to figure out ways to bring solution to the pandemic where it doesn't wreck the global economy, which means that now America has to care for China. And mm-hmm. China has to care about the needs of Russia. Russia has to care about the needs of uh, Central Asia and, and places along that line. So it's not just isolated. It's your thing. You deal with it. And. I can price gouge you (laughs) because we have the remedy here in our country. Right. Uh, And it, it ceases to be a diplomatic issue. And now it's a humanity issue. And that's kind of cool to watch. And it's crazy how it's sad,
0: but crazy how it's always something like this that puts people in that situation. When everything's fine, everybody's in their own silo, but Mm -hmm. it takes Mm -hmm. something like this and, I was just talking this morning. I'm like, our parents didn't go through this. Our great, our great grandparents went through the great depression and, and that was mainly here. And it wasn't really a global economy yet. Our parents went through wars. This is the first time in modern history. We're going through something that we've read about in school. Yeah. And our kids, grand or, our great our grandkids will probably read about it in their history
2: books yeah about yeah. stuff that happened
0: so yeah man the,
2: so the interesting challenge with mm. this whole thing though mm. <clears throat> you just hit something there it's an interesting dichotomy of what is required to Get through each of those those major crises, like mm-hmm. you said. Our grandparents fought World Wars One and Two. Mm-hmm. Our parents fought in Vietnam, mm-hmm. or or even uh, some of the, the the younger guys maybe in Beirut or in the mm-hmm. early um, um, Iraq wars. Mm-hmm. All of. These were major crises. I, my grandmothers, both of my grandmothers, lived through the Great Depression, man, and so they are. You talk about trouble. One of them is still alive. She's hundred years old. Wow, wow blessing. And um, but you talk about what the crisis that they had to go through and what they had to do to get through this crisis. Now this is interesting because they had to. Mobilized as a nation, <clears throat> they went and filled up factories to create uh, munitions, for, so that were, the men can go and fight. Men went, and sacrificed their lives. They went and fought. They came back. They were maimed. They were hurt. They were broken, and that was what was required of them to get through their global issue. Now, this is interesting because what's required of our generation is that we go home and be disciplined enough to stay there. Yeah. That's and every time you turn on the news, we, we we don't have the discipline to stay at home, right? We don't have the discipline to stay at home, so we we it's an affront to our freedom. It's an affront to our uh, at least to in our heads. Mm-hmm. It's an affront to our freedom. It's an affront to uh, our power, our ability to make our own choices and decisions. So we go to the beaches, we're out in the parks, and we're doing all of those things, and um, and it has potential. Our uh, the lack of discipline. Has potential to elongate it, where it is, where COVID has potential to exist in the United States longer than in third world countries, Mm. and it's simply and it's simply not because we have to mobilize and you know fill up. Munitions, or we have to send people off to war. We have to train soldiers, not because we have to do any of those things. We we have to be disciplined right now, right. and it's uncomfortable, and it's difficult, and it does cause for a sacrifice from everybody. And and that's that's an interesting challenge, and that that what if what if discipline <laughs> becomes an Achilles heel for One,
0: for America? Yeah, for what America, if we, right. we do? So, what's your thoughts on that as far as um, the silent time?
2: Yeah, I, I think we are interdependent beings. I don't think we were ever meant to live as separate as we have created ourselves to be in society. Um, and by that, I, I mean we are so separate that the way that we communicate with each other is by social platforms. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's not, um, that's, that has been an indictment. Right. on how socially distant we've become before we were told to be socially distant. <clears throat> you know, <laughs> <laughs> the most we talk or the most we connect with somebody is via text or the most we connect with somebody is via um, social platform. So what it, what that kind of interaction does is it, uh, it softens the human uh, outer core to the space where... It, it literally almost makes you unable to have any kind of spiritual or emotional dialogue with somebody Mm -hmm. because it's always been filtered through your megabytes on your phone Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's always been filtered. You know, Mm -hmm. I can send a text without sending me, but if you, if we sit down and talk or if we're confronted with something or you have something you need to share with me, that's on your mind, on your heart, then, then you bring your whole self to the, to the, the table. Right. And we were meant to feel that good, bad, and indifferent. Cause it's not always going to be comfortable, but we were meant to feel that we were meant to share the joys of life, the laughter, the highs. but we were also meant to be able to take our burdens and lay them on other people. And, we, and it, we're supposed to sense that. So this, if there's anything that this time gives us, mm-hmm. it gives us opportunities to, to reshare that, you know, to mm-hmm. reshare that when me and my wife was dating, we used to like spend Hours Mm -hmm. in silence. (laughs) I mean, five, six, seven, eight hours. We just would look up and it'd just be us just talking, man. We sit at, sit down on the couch, or sit on the floor, or whatever, and we just talk for hours. Mm. No television, no phones, no no. nothing. And then all of a sudden, you know, life starts to happen. You get busy. You start moving, and all these things, and you, you realize, like, hey, man, we don't have all these hours and of course we didn't have three children either right but (laughs) still look up and we get together after she get off work from four o'clock and it's 10 o'clock before we realize it Mm -hmm. just kind of kicking it Mm -hmm. you know and and it's been kind of cool because the last four or five days or so i've been in the house in silence a little bit more right and constantly not turning on tv until a certain time or you know, until we decide we're gonna watch "This Is Us." That's what we do. Right. Um, <laughs> great show, great show. You no, know, yeah, great show. Just kind of re- reacquainting yourself with that with that that space of having to, to talk with people, and and of course, like spending time with Kaya, or getting up and going out for walks, or just you know looking at the babies mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. <clears throat> Reading. Mm-hmm. Huh. How about that? On paper, on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're right. So it's it's an interesting thing because, I mean, you know, the world will never be that again. So I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to make it like we got to, you know, that six hours might have been a little excessive, but you don't have to make it that. But to recapture some of those those moments and, and times again, where it's just people dealing with people, um, and you know, and you have these conversations, some of them are really easy for us to have. And we've had a couple that were not easy. And then you realize like, yo man, that's all a part of being human. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that's what this human interaction is supposed to be about. And, right. and, you know, and relationship building and all that kind of cool stuff. So it's, um, yeah, man, I've been trying to, I've been trying to ask God, like how, what are you showing? What is, what is this time? How do I maximize and use this time that we have? Because uh, you know, I'm trying to write my second book, and I'm
0: right, right,
2: woefully struggling on concentrating on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, so it's like, okay, guys, it would be something else that you try to
0: got you, got Actually, so I want to ask you that a uh, quick question about that. So your first book, um, yeah. the book of you. um, Are there any lessons that you think are pertinent for people to hear specific to this time that are in that book?
2: You know, here's the great thing about the book of you. Uh, One of the reasons why I wrote the book of you was because um, I had been in such a journey over my, my life and it wasn't just the immediate circumstance of coming out of a divorce and those kinds of things. It was really um, probably the 10 years or so leading up to, to that moment. Mm-hmm. And after divorce, I started, you know, hammering out this book and man, I, 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 when I settled on the idea of who am I, you know, and how do I find me and, and, uh, and do I want to remain this me uh, moving forward? That's really what the book of you was built out of. It was, it was really discovering yourself. That's the subtitle, discovering God's plan for your life. And that was what I wanted to do. It, for me, it was, I'd done a lot. I'd done a lot that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'd done a lot that people wanted me to do. And I was on the other side of something and I was trying to build a new life for myself. Mm-hmm. And Marin, it was, it was one of those things where, well, who am I going to be on the other side of this? Mm-hmm. What does it look like for me? You know, And uh, so I needed to do a deep dive. I need to do a deep dive of self and deep dive of searching me. So um, um, it really was spurned out of one of my meetings with a counselor I was sitting with. And he was just helping me realize like, hey, bro, it, it, you, you have to be somebody different in every season of your life. Hmm. And as you move into new seasons, it doesn't demand who you were in the last season. Hmm. Most of your new seasons are not going to demand who you Who you used to be right you see what i'm saying right so is but it's gonna it's gonna force you to flex a different muscle it's gonna not a muscle you don't have but it's gonna force you to flex a different muscle learn a different skill develop a different part of you fall in love with a different aspect of who you are your capabilities your personality all of this stuff man Mm -hmm. and i'm learning that not just by by growing in life but also just by getting older once okay. as you get older, you just look up and it's like, man, you better got to find something else to love about yourself because you can't run outside and dunk on anybody anymore. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> so
2: exactly. you can't outrun everybody. So um, it, it's the, it, it was the, that book was birthed out of that season of coming out of that council session and saying, okay, Terrell, who are you? And, and, uh, and sometimes the cost of becoming the new you, is paid by forfeiting the OU. you, hmm. giving up who you used to be, is is the cost for becoming who you're going to be, and and I think that's important that we should know right now. I think that's something that the world can use right right this second. <clears throat> um, some things will be the same because you hear everybody that's that's the big conversation in America right now. The big conversation in America right now is let's get back to normal. Right. So everybody can't wait to get back to normal. So there are some things people are going to be rushing just to get back to the normal space. But what happens when you run back to your seat and it doesn't feel the same or or you don't fit in it the Mm -hmm. way you used to fit in. it? Mm -hmm. So part of this conversation, over these weeks and these days, this COVID situation, it is forcing us to look at ourselves and, and ask ourselves, what, what does life after this look look like? You know, what does ministry after this look like? What right. does relationships after this look like? What does jobs, trust me, there are going to be bosses and CEOs that are looking at their jobs saying, hmm, right. we were able to make this happen with people at home, you know? The less <laughs> overhead. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. It's a lot of people. So there will be a lot of adaptation taking place. And if if you if we are insistent upon staying and being what we were, then we're going to struggle to become who we could be. Hmm. So I'm telling people, man, don't panic. Don't be afraid. Just roll with it and let God mold you into who he's challenging you to become in this season.
0: That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. So so you had mentioned um, – you have to be able to forfeit you in the old season to the new season. What ways do you see yourself having to do that for yourself? Um, And actually, I guess the first question would be, do you see this as ushering you into a new season yourself?
2: I do, man. I, I, um, I got a plethora of things like just squeezing out of my spirit and uh, I have to find some kind of, time and way to organize it uh uh so that it can all get out. You know, I don't want all of it coming out at the same time. I need to it'd be a great conversation to have with my wife. She's the best organizer I know. Right. We I'm in on a personal I'm just in a lot of new seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean you have children three months ago, you're really not in the season of parenting yet because right. they just really just need to be, you know, fed mm-hmm. and and change mm-hmm. but now as personality is developing and things along that line it's it was it where it, things are necessary mm-hmm. so the needs of family the needs of children ease of, of who i am on this side of it as my wife adjusts to me being a dad not just her husband mm-hmm. as i adjust to watching her do mom instead mm-hmm. of just being a wife like we we're we're learning that mm-hmm. you know and uh and it will never go backwards mm-hmm. we're gonna be parents here, here on out For the every day of the rest of your life. Every day, every day, (laughs) sir. It's going to be that. So there is a, I think there is a new thing being morphed and grown in that space. Mm -hmm. Um, Also from a ministry perspective, man, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm really falling in love with my voice, falling in love with, um, with the way and how uh, God has challenged me to speak, even getting more bold and confidence in some of the the messages that I want to share. with the world you know i kind of led off today even with you even talking about um talking about divorce Mm -hmm. and uh things along that line just the freedom from from god and from my heart and you know the own cages and barriers that i put on myself uh for the reasons why i didn't discuss that a whole lot um you know, I just feel like God is moving us into a space where I can discuss it, help people with healing with it, um, give people a sense of peace about the choices and decisions that they made, right. whether they were in the fault or not in the fault. Um, there is life after it, and uh, uh, you just gotta find you an amazing person like I did mm-hmm. to help help you through the journey of it. And um, if that's what you want to do with your life, right. you know, so. Uh so for me, yeah, man, it's it's quite a few things, man. We got a few amazing projects coming out here pretty soon. That's awesome. um, like I said, I'm working on my working on a second book uh, that sh- should be uh revealed as topic and idea here in the next month or so. Okay. Um we are also um, um putting our wraps on our movie script and we're really excited about promoting and pushing that um out here in the, the coming weeks. Oh weeks, there you go. There yeah, you go. man. It's already in the hands of some amazing people that um, are really intrigued by it, but we, uh, and obviously the world has slowed down with the COVID right. stuff. Right. Right. So that, but that's a transition for me. Right. All those moving into that space is a different transition for me.
0: That's what's up, man. It was kind of crazy. You just said every, everything has slowed down and, you know, I look at stuff through faith and fitness aspect and I just thought about, it. I was like, it's like interval training. It's, it's things are fast. And you go and you get your heart rate up and you sweat and you're burnt out. And then it's almost like things just was like, okay, active rest period. You're not resting to just not do anything. You're just allowing things enough to slow down just enough to reevaluate, change positions, move into a new exercise, or in this case moving to a new season. So, um, I know you're heavy into fitness and stuff like that, you know. How are you adjusting as far as your fitness being a father and then on top of being a new father, being um having to do it at home, not being able
2: to go yeah. to the gym, you know, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Uh well initially I did I was able to continue going to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just get up early, go bang it out, try to come home. And then obviously the, the minutia of the fatigue. Of uh, of waking up every three hours because of crying babies, um, the gym was the first thing to go. Right, right. <laughs> it, it was a fortunate thing for me, man. One of the things that I, I have worked in my benefit is is the way my wife cooks food, and she's a, a dietitian, so she's really big on how we eat and the kinds of foods that we eat. So, um, uh, trying to maintain some semblance of a healthy. Food pattern is is the challenge. It's a challenge for me. Right. Um, but we have we have it here in the house. We have healthy food. We have healthy snacks. My wife she doesn't really cook bad meals. She's okay. just not into it. Okay. You know, um, when I it, even what she considers a bad <laughs> meal, it, it ain't bad. So you guys don't have that fried chicken,
0: mac and cheese, oh, and, no, and collard no. green nights. Hey, now
2: listen, now let me tell you what, she can make all that stuff. We just don't eat it. Right, 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 right. It's been, me and, I'm trying to tell you, it's probably been about three years since I, I've had fried, since she made fried chicken.
0: Oh, not even out. in the infrared
2: fryer or nothing. No, 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 no. And we are better for it. There honey. you go. Amen,
0: amen. He left so, the fried chicken on the altar. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: But, but listen to me. She
3: can
0: do
2: it. She can do it. Uh, oh my god, yeah. She can do it. She can do it. Um, um it, in greens you can make those healthy. So yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a, yeah, we and we haven't done greens with uh, pork in them in a long, long time. Yeah. So we usually do it with like turkey or something like exactly. that. So um but also you know, a good cook, so she's creative and it creates all these kind of she's always trying something. Mm-hmm. So it, that has helped me. Because I'd never really been real conscious about what went into my body. I, okay. I, in fact, I could back in the day, not necessarily right now. Right. I could I could go, you know, all day just eating apple and and a bag of chips. Really? <laughs> Hell yeah! And then when I met, well, when I finished playing football, just the full preparation of meals was a challenge. And okay. then I went and did a lot of mission work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I, tra- I traveled a lot doing mission work or doing ministry work. So my eating habits were really bad. Um, still went to the gym a lot. And like, you know I did the marathons and mm-hmm. uh, uh, triathlons and co- stuff like that. And I just enjoyed moving my body. I enjoyed sweating. I didn't want to catch pick up too much weight. Um, I did not really kind of focus in on what I ate too much. Really, to me and my wife started de- dating. Okay, and um, and uh, then I just started to notice. And while my eating habits weren't ever like you know as as defined as hers, You're right? Um, I still well, just it just my diet got better all the way around. The way we prepared foods, the kind of foods that were prepared for us, the fact that I ate more than once a day, um, and I saw my energy levels run up. Knew my body was. You know, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, uh, I go to the gym and my body was responding well okay. in the gym, uh, again. So I think I, I'm, most of that was connected directly to food okay. and that's pretty much, you know, the commitment that we make here now. Gotcha. And there's a re we just did a recommitment about the kinds of foods that we were going to tighten down off of. Um. I'm here about a couple couple days ago, a couple weeks ago. Okay. So we're going to even tighten our our eating down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been important for me to keep my stretching going. and important to me to keep my push up core routine going. I do it almost every night. Okay. Uh, so do push up, do core, do um, um, back and tries mm-hmm. uh, to keep keep myself moving and and going and keep a keep a pretty brisk pace right. to it. So that I can
0: get that cardio in, in there, in there, there too.
2: Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, just recently, yeah, I don't. We don't live too far from the parks. Just recently, been considering waking up in the morning and getting some once, once in the morning to, uh, mm-hmm. to pick up my lungs and my heart rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we walk, we we do been doing this family walks. It's right. been pretty cool. Right, but it does move kind of slow. <laughs> yes,
0: not everybody's on the same pace. Not everybody's on the same yeah, level. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> No, our yeah. five year old needs the pace right Six-year-old. exactly let me let me see she leads the pace
0: <laughs> cool so you said you're doing some body weight stuff are are you mainly doing do you have tools do you have weights or anything at the house are you resistance bands what are you using to get to work out um,
2: the resistance bands a couple of uh balancing things I wish I would have brought a couple up for you mm. to see um and uh and body weight okay Yeah. Yeah. Body weight has been, in fact, as far as lifting and pushing weights, I, that I might do that three to four times a month. Okay. You know, yeah. Even before all this. Yeah. Even before all this, I was a part of, um, um, F45, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just interval training kind of thing. So, um, we used a lot of body weights, a lot of bands, um, um, Uh, kettlebell bells, uh, things along that line, not so much machines and dumbbells. And when we did do it, you you somewhat do you did it on your own. Okay. Um, And we did it, you know, to get those places that we wanted more defined, more, more, a little bit more work on chest and, you know, maybe back. And of course, being um, some of the injuries that I bring with me from football, Mm -hmm. it's important for me to pay attention to my lower back. Okay. My glutes and my hands and stuff, all the things that um, have a propensity to shrink up and tighten mm-hmm. faster right? When you, ha- when you have been an athlete your whole life. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm able to get a little bit more work at that at the gym, even though now, like obviously now ain't nobody going to the gym, the gym right. but before then yeah that's
0: cool that's cool and
2: the gym was a stress relief for me man it, you know yeah. it was a place where i could go and get a good sweat going mm-hmm. throw my headphones on and you know for an hour and a half just get away <clears throat> get away from um from it all right. and uh and the 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 release of all of the hormones through my body mm-hmm. just really it did help me a lot helped me deal with some of
0: it so that's what's yeah. up, man. Are you anxious to get back into the gym? Or are you going to jump yeah. back in? Or are you going to be like, hey, that's... Even when they say, hey, you know what? We're good. We can't even find a case of this stuff. Or are you going to just jump back in? Or are you going to kind of take it, a-
2: it? No, I'm, I'm headed back in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you be like, open, open, knocking on the door. <laughs> it's, it's a culture. It's a culture. Yeah.
2: No, I feel you. You get, no, you get around you get, a you know, one, you, you meet a few people mm-hmm. that are pretty cool. So you, you want to know how they're doing. And it's interesting because there's no relationship with any of them outside of the gym, mm-hmm. but inside the gym, you're able to, Hey, what's up, man? You know, and, um, I had met a group of guys and they were believers, a couple okay. of more pastors, a couple okay. of them, um, uh, chaplain for the military. So I, we would see each other there. And while we didn't all work out together, we would all come together and pray, Um, before we would go home or disperse to go home. And we would spot each other and do all kinds of stuff like that. So it was was pretty neat. Uh, You built these little communities at the gym and the gym is, it's a culture, man. You know how that is. Go and, you know, everybody's there doing what you're trying to do. At least most people are (laughs) doing what you're trying to do. And it's super and hyper encouraging Mm. because everybody, they're at different levels. Um, Some people are training for bodybuilding competition while right. other people are, you know, trying to get 15 pounds off just from because of the holiday and other people are starting their weight loss journey mm-hmm. and, and, uh, um, and they're at maybe a, a more infantile stage of it. But it's, it, the, the gym mama part is super encouraging. Man. That's super, awesome. Yeah.
0: And that's a big part. That's a part that I think a lot of people are missing and maybe have not identified they're missing in their life right now. They found the encouragement from external sources like the Mm -hmm. gym, like work, like these things that now for a lot of people have taken away. So um, what kind of advice would you give to the people in this time to get that encouragement, to get that connection that they might not have? Um, And let's say specifically for people with families, but it was on my heart this morning, people who are single, the people who are living by themselves, people who don't have Family in the same city, and even if they do, it's probably not safe to go and visit them. Like, what kind of word of encouragement would you have for people like that in this time?
2: Man, an interesting thing happened the other day. My uh, realtor, mm-hmm. um, she called us and she was helping um, our church look for another building. Mm-hmm. And obviously, nobody's doing any work in any movement now, and I thought it was odd that I saw. That she left me a voicemail message, and I called back to find out what's going on. It's like surely she's not getting ready to ask me to leave the house to go get right, <laughs> right. something right. right now and uh and I got a hello, and you know she started to kind of just do some small talk mm-hmm. and, I, and I started to get the sense that we're not getting ready to talk about business, like what's going on and as I was asking her what was, what was going on, she just started to talk. And it was just relatively small talk, and I realized, uh, well, I did not know that uh, that she was living that she lived alone, Mm -hmm. that she was, uh, you know, no no children, no family that was close by. I didn't realize that, but it it didn't take long within the conversation for me to realize, oh, she just needs somebody to talk to, like she's just just reaching out, and business is the. Kind of the cover mm-hmm. of of making a social contact with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I did. I just flipped the conversation. Hey, how you doing with this? Old, with all of this distancing, and blah, 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 blah. and, and a, a deeper truth came out of it. It's okay. kind of what happens when you talk to pastors and you know, <laughs> just ask that next question and before right. you. <laughs> Everything comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, uh, you know, now. The reason why I used her as an example, and she was very grateful. Like, hey, thank you, man. I was kind of lonely, and I was kind of feeling some kind of way, and it's been tough. And mm-hmm. you know, blah 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 blah. Um, I gave her some suggestions of how she could alleviate that, and I'm going to give this suggestion to you guys, man. The Bible says to give, and it will be given back to you. Mm-hmm. Press down, shaking together on it though. Give. And it'll be given back to you. If you are lonely and you are in need of encouragement, pick up the phone, call somebody and encourage them. Mm -hmm. If you are lonely and you're feeling to call somebody, pick up the phone. Hey, thinking about you. Hope you guys are doing well. Spark up a conversation because that what is given back in those moments of reciprocity is what will help fill you up. Right, right? It, there's this idea that hey man, I'm lonely, I'm waiting for people to call me and make me not lonely anymore mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm kind of by myself here and I'm waiting on somebody who notices that I'm by myself right. to pick up the phone and call me and make me not feel so alone during this time I, that's the that's the the wrong outlook at it that's the wrong perspective of it um if it's if it's happening, then you sow what you expect to grow. Hmm. And it's fair to say to and while my realtor didn't know that that's what was happening. And it's fair to just, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm just checking, seeing how people, seeing how my friends are doing and seeing how everybody's how y'all hanging man. And the reciprocity of discussing it and talking. And yeah, it hasn't been easy here and being honest. It hasn't been easy. It's been a little bit of a journey and I know I can't come over, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, It will, if you give, then God's promise is that it'll be given back to you and he's in charge of the reciprocity of it. Right. Right. So that would be my challenge. That would be my encouragement is that it's out there for you. Pick up the phone, call your family, pick up the phone, call your friends, pick up the phone and call the people that matter the most to you and make sure that you let them know that they're thought of. And in the conversation and in the dynamics of it, God will make sure you get what you need. So give that a try. That's awesome.
0: That's a good. That's a great advice. Given you receive, we forget the, we forget the basics a lot of times, man. And I yeah, do we think just that,
2: wait to be, we just wait to receive it. We yeah. Just wait, that's what we do. We just sit back and be like, and then, then be mad.
0: That nobody did. <laughs> nobody called. <laughs>
2: right. right. Nobody picked up the phone. and You know, we just be mad. And it's like, you missed the dynamic. The dynamic is not, you know, people are doing their lives. People are people have families and people have their own things that they're battling with. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we get tunneled, man, with our own stuff that it it makes sense that we don't come out to see about somebody else's stuff. But it's okay because if we're friends, all you gotta do is pick up the phone and remind me, hey man, I'm checking on y'all, bro. We're friends. So yeah, how are you?
0: Right. (laughs) We've just we've forgotten about that part of life, man. And it's crazy because even though social media is on an insane uptick right now because people can't leave. I think this is also reconnecting people, like you said, to pick up the phone because you can't hear a person's voice on social media Uh, other than maybe Facebook live or things like that. You can't truly interact. You can watch, but you can't interact. So having that two way street communication is, is key. Um, What about the, the faith side of things in the, In the midst of everything going on, what pieces of advice, other than, hey, y'all, getting your word, what kind of advice um, would you share with the people? What things can they do to draw closer to God in this
2: time? Good. In the seminary world, we call it spiritual formation in the seminary world. And what spiritual formation is, is basically uh, those handful of things. You know, let's just suppose that God— and you god wants to communicate with you and th- there are different ways that you're going to communicate better with god mm-hmm. than in other ways mm-hmm. like for one person they may communicate with god very well in prayer time another mm-hmm. person might communicate very well with god in in solitude another person might communicate very well with god with uh, others mm-hmm. you know something so there are lots of ways that that god communicates but there are some of these Ways where you know you can tap and touch God. It's the same way with with friendship, Mm -hmm. you know. You know, some people do better by text. Other people need the phone. Other people need to be face-to-face. Let's have some coffee. All of them are methods of communication. But some of them work better for you than the other ones. Well, in the seminary world, we're in spiritual formation are those top two, three, four things that work better for you okay as it relates to how you connect with god and they look different for every person um right now during this time it's important to know what your spiritual formation is Mm. it's important to know the best ways that you talk to god and that you hear god you know for me i've had to rededicate myself to 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 waking up you know i didn't realize how exhausted and how tired my body was so these first couple of days it was kind of cool to sleep mm. but man i do feel god and i hear god better while everybody else is sleeping sleep, out right you know so sometimes i stay up later or sometimes i wake up in the morning um i'm a big reader i hear god when i read my read the word of god not so much when i listen mm. to mm. the word of god and when i read it um the word of god i rededicated myself to hearing others speak so it's been kind of fun my mm. wife and i've been you know, listening to other pastors and other preachers, and we've been getting encouragement that way. That's my spiritual formation, and uh, and and it's important to, to do that from to, to do that like regularly to fill yourself up. You you know what I'm saying? Right. So when we talk about what do I do spiritually for everybody, it's not as easy just opening up your Bible and right. just starting at Genesis and going to Revelation. Right. Some people it's not that easy. Right. Some people they struggle to have. Dialogue prayers, you mm-hmm. know, prayers where you talk to the Lord and you sit back and you just listen. Some people struggle to, to do that. So there has to be other ways for God to speak to them if they struggle to have the dialogue part of prayer. In fact, a lot of people have monologue prayers, not dialogue prayers. Right. Um, but with that monologue dialogue, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be monologue because there are right. other ways God wants to speak <laughs> and that God can speak. Right. That you just got to be sensitive so, to it yeah. but what are you what are the ways so being mindful of the ways that god speaks and not feeling like i've got to be locked into a particular church mantra or mm-hmm. the way that my pastor said that you know i can't hear god if i'm not doing these things or god doesn't speak this way it, the scripture gives us a, a lot of ways that god speaks man and how you communicate how you hear how you sense his presence put those at the top of your list and start employing them mm-hmm. find the moments and the time during your day and employ them and that's how you build yourself up yeah. and the crazy thing is if, if we can get rid of most of this the stress of thinking about the realities of our world that we can't control mm-hmm. like none of us can control if our companies are going to keep going or not mm-hmm. none of us can control um uh, what, where our next, you know, where the paychecks are going to happen for people that are in, like, none of us can control those. And right. while those are certainly things to to stress and to worry about, there is a a time and a place for it. You don't want, you can't spend your whole twenty four hours of solid, of of this time we have at home worrying and stressing about it.
3: Right.
2: You know, and it's okay to take it off your mind and to take it off your plate for a while, it's okay to free yourself to laugh and to free yourself to enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not have to, to, to free yourself from dealing with all the quote unquote heavy stuff. right? Because in this quiet time, bruh, it all comes. It in the quiet comes. time, man, it all just starts. All the bad stuff, all mm-hmm. the stuff you wanna work on, <laughs> all the stuff that ain't working out the way. Right. Or it seems like, it, you know, and we realize what we've been using busy for. I mean, I'm right. guilty too, bro. Right. We, we all use, guilty. We use, yeah, guilty helps. Being, being busy helps cloud up my head so I don't have to think about some of this stuff. Exactly. You know, and that's that's, that's, a, thousand, that's a thousand percent true. I think that's true for a lot of us, but it's a thousand percent true. Um, but it's okay. It's okay to have a clear heart, clear mind, and right. still have problems, and to tell my problems, hey, you know what? I'm going to go on this walk with my family. Right. And you're not going to stress me out this whole walk. It's okay to tell you a problem. Hey, I'm about to go to this gym. Get me a workout in. And you're not going to stress me out this whole time I'm working out. Mm-hmm. Tell your issues. Like, hey, look, you're going to be issues now. And you're going to be issues in an hour and a half when I'm done reading this chapter of this book.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So you're not going to interrupt this time. That's why the Bible talks about taking control of your thoughts. Right. Taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Gotcha. In Corinthians. So, um, So, yeah, that would be, that's my take on it, man. That's, you know. How do you feel about that? For me, when I hear God,
0: I hear God a lot of times when I'm working out, and it's kind of crazy. I think it's just part of the calling that I have is if I'm exerting of myself, I hear. And the scripture that's Mm -hmm. always connected to me is when you are weak is when I am strong. And I think it's that perpetual, like God built me to give. And as long as I am giving, I'm receiving from him. So it kind of goes back to what you said, what people should do in this time, especially if they're by themselves, to reach out and get back. I feel that God speaks to me in the midst of me giving. Um, and in that case, because of my dedication to faith and fitness and wanting to help people who have never worked out before work out. I'm in that space now where things are kind of coming together where people can't leave and hide. People can't, they have the time. They can't say they don't have the time anymore. We have the technology. We have all these things in place now to where it's like, God's like, all right, what you going to do with everything you've spent the last 30 plus years. I've been grooming you. Yeah, I've yeah. been grooming. You, what are you gonna do with this? I'm not saying it's all gonna be perfect, not saying it's all gonna be done exactly right. But I'm just being led by him, and I feel that the more I'm active in my calling, the more I hear from him. Um, but then there's always those blank spaces, whereas you felt like you didn't hear from him. Yeah. So, um,
2: yeah. Well, man, you've been a blessing to all of us just walking in it. Yeah, and mm. that's real. I mean, even right now, what we're doing, all this has been a blessing. I'd be rocking your, your gear. I wear your <laughs> shirtless. <laughs> <Right. I'd, laughs> you know, I employed things that, that we talk about on private moments. Yep. And, um, and even, you know, with the podcast, this is just amazing. Yeah, so I, I applaud that. And I we rooting for you, brother.
0: No, nah, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate I'm that. Good. What would you say? Um, what's your why? Like. If you had to get everything, if you had to pack everything you've done in your life, the sports, the the ministry, the education, what is the common denominator? What is that one thing, that one why that drives you if you could just get rid of everything else and that one thing that's at the foundation of everything?
2: Um, I think one of the reasons why I push so hard is because I don't want to die full. Mm. I know people say that a lot, mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die for, man. My dad is the greatest person this world has never heard of. Okay. And I imagine there are a lot of people like that. Yeah. I met your uh, dad. He's
0: a great man, man. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, man. Yeah. Uh,
2: I imagine there's a lot of people like that. Um, I don't want to leave a bunch of, I wish I would have tried. I wish I would have. I wish I would have. I don't want to leave a bunch of them on the table, man, mm-hmm. and um so so you know mm-hmm. there's always this for me, there's this this desire to push all the toothpaste out of mm-hmm. the, the the toothpaste holder mm-hmm. um before God comes and and stops my relevancy and right now that's mm-hmm. in my life right my relevancy. Bellancy. and my seasons of relevancy because those aren't going to be forever. Um, so I want to maximize it and, uh, you know, finding out how to do that with all the moving parts of a, per- of a person's life. And I imagine most of us feel that way. Right. Um, but trying to do that with is, is the, the question, you know, and that's how, that's why, that's why, man, I, the sense of purpose, mm-hmm. sense of serving humanity, the sense of serving people, right. the sense, like that's stuff that people struggle to understand for me. Because they look at me and think that I could just go make a million dollars if I just wanted to. And if you just go this route, you can make it, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a one sense, because I have responsibilities, it is important for me to, you know, work and, and earn the income. And obviously, you know, God has been very good to us. But on the other, and it's not the driver for me. You know, the driver yeah. is is if I can't help people, and if I can't help maximize the amount of people that I help, then I feel empty right. doing it. Um, so that's been my why, man. That's really been my why. I, Lord, I want to die empty. I don't want to die full of a bunch of things I, I I feel like he put in my heart to do right. and to spread to this world, to motivate, educate, entertain, to inspire every person that I come across. Uh, I feel like that's why he put me here. So okay. my biggest fear is to not do that or gotcha. to get so... That's why it was important to me to write that book, man. When I was, when I was going through my, when I was at shortly after the divorce, Mm -hmm. it was such a. I was I I could feel myself burying my head in the sand. I could feel myself just shrieking back and saying, "You know what? Just get quiet." (laughs) I could feel it, man. It was easy that way. It was comfortable that way. It was, you know, I could just feel it, man. And that's what the enemy does to us all Mm. your your situation don't have to be as drastic as mine you know but it could be a personal failure a moral failure something that you wished you could have done but you wasn't able to do you know um and you look up and you just start shrieking back man and you know god pushed on me and 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 allowed some people to push on me bro and they just wouldn't let me Mm. you know i mean you being one of them you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, man. just wouldn't yeah. let me, just wouldn't let me, just wouldn't let me, just would not let me.
3: Yeah.
2: And um, um, so, yeah, man, just that was the thing. I just don't I don't. want to shriek back. I don't want to shriek back because things are good. I right. don't want to shriek back because I found the love in my life. Right. I don't want to shriek back because now I got these babies that I've been praying mm-hmm. to God for. I don't want to look back. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shriek back, rather. right? You know, be, whether by pain or by Good time. Which is oh, yeah. crazy. A lot of people don't think about that. It's yeah. the good and the
0: bad that can. It's both turn, of them. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. It's not, oh, I'm in a good season, I'm in a bad season. They both yeah. can produce good and they both can produce bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Both seasons can mess you up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why another favorite scripture of mine is when Paul said he can do with and do without. He learned how to, you know, be able to have and have not. And I think that's one of the keys that. In this season, people can learn from is, you know what, I might have lost my job, but I've got my family, I might have lost something, but I gained this or gained multiple things is all a perspective. Yes, people are going to be worried. Um, That's not absent from anyone, but. We have to choose to use that muscle, that that muscle that God gave us, use our faith muscle. Honestly, man, I think this is a period of time where people are really learning how strong, like when you go in the weight room, let's say me and you work out, and I'm thinking, well, my workouts are killer, but then I'd be like, hey, I'm going to go work out with you, and you put me through your workout, because it's different, it's going to hurt. In some ways, it's going to be challenging in ways that I was like, oh, I thought I was good. It doesn't yep. mean you're not in shape. It just means it you're moving different. You're using different muscles. And I think this season right here is going to challenge people like that workout would do physically on their faith side. Have yep. I really been working my faith? Yep. Have I really been developing this faith muscle over the years, over my life, I think it's going to call to the carpet a lot of people in a good way. Yep. It's going to call people to the carpet of themselves, nobody else around, yep. and say, you know what? I got to do better. Even when things are great, I have to do better. Because as as fast as coronavirus came, and we hope and pray that it leaves just as fast, life can change in a snap of a finger. So I think... There's the snap, snap of right, finger. finger. I mean, you could go from being a popper to a, a billionaire. You could go from being a billionaire <laughs> to a popper. You can oh, I mean God. it's it's a, it's amazing. So I think I believe and I well, I know in my faith in my heart that God's gonna get all the glory out of everything that's going on, first and yeah, foremost. Um the second thing I would say to that is I truly, truly believe there's going to be so much that comes out of the season. The Great Depression produced more millionaires and billionaires than any other time period in modern world history because of necessity. People had somebody made ketchup and was like, oh, We need to figure out a way to eat. We got all these tomatoes. We got this. Somebody, that was probably a recipe sitting in someone's house that only a small group of people had, But because of necessity and people had to figure something out, they put it out in the world. And now Heinz and all these other places are making billions of dollars making ketchup. It's all about how to look at the season. It's all about stepping into your next. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to the people about your book. Because for one, they got the time to read it. They got the time to read it.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And two, this is that period. Like you just don't arbitrarily say, "I'm waiting till my job tells me to come back." Um, This is that period where. They need that book, The Book of You. (laughs) They need that book. Hey, guys, if you have a chance, go. Is it on Amazon? How can they get this book? Yeah, it's
2: still on Amazon. Yes, yes, yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Give the plug. Tell them where to get it, man. Tell them where to get it.
2: Yeah, well, you can get it almost anywhere. You can get books, man. But uh, The Book of You, Discover God's Plan, Transform Your Future. Um, Really, the really this was, this was God's way of just reminding me that, you know, Hey man, I, I got stuff in you. I need you to push it out. Right. It was t- totally God's way. And, uh, blew my mind. How many people were blessed by it. blew my mind. How many, uh, it's been, been still blowing my mind because in an interesting, in an interesting way, it just, it kind of creates its own new cycle every so mm. often. Um, <clears throat> so we're ready to add, I'm ready to add to that, okay. you know, to that process of, right. of adding to people's lives it's really a matter of deciding on what topic and how how we want to unroll it and um, um, but as it relates to God's plan at the end of the day understanding the direction that God wants you to go mm. is is important mm. you don't have to know everything mm-hmm. right? you don't have to know everything you just kind of got to know. The direction yeah, Start right. moving yeah. that direction. Yeah, we both football players. We
0: I played on the college side. You played on the pro side. It's the playbook. Damn. You don't necessarily know what's gonna happen from every yes. player, but yes. if you know the direction in which you're supposed to run, <laughs> it'll work itself. It'll, oh, man. I it'll, work, you it'll itself. work itself out. exactly. And I think you know it, we laugh about it because we've both been there. But man. <laughs> Start looking at this thing like a game. Start looking at this thing like a a serious game, not a serious oh, game. Yeah, right. not a, oh, yeah, I'll see. It's a serious game <laughs> because football is serious. And you said something other uh, to how in this season you didn't want to back down. You wanted to keep pushing. And it made me think of again, the number one way to get hurt in the football field was to relax in the middle of a play.
2: To relax. Yeah.
0: It okay. would, yep. If you the second you were like, oh, bow, somebody coming you and you, you like, oh, okay, <laughs> you learned your lesson. Um, but just to keep pushing and keep driving and keep driving in this season and have the proper playbook, and I, I know as a friend, as a person that has read the book, as a person that has spent hours on you, I mean, I'm I am where I am not only because of God, but God put you in my life. Wow. And you've helped guide me through some of the most tumultuous times, as well as help steer wow. me into some of the greatest times in my life. One wow. of them being marrying Tunisia. You got me ready. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you got me ready in my head for the blessing that God had. So, I just want to tell people, if if you are in this season where you find yourself struggling or you find yourself wondering, not even a struggle, just wondering, just in that space where you're trying to figure things out and you recognize that this is a time for you to figure things out one of the playbooks you need to invest in is this book cuz oh yeah that'd be great it is i'm telling you running the right plays is how you score touchdowns and wow. this is a playbook that's going to give you the right play and you get touchdowns most of the time not off of one play but you can use this book as your first down, second down in order to set up for your third down and then get another first down. It's one of those things that I think everybody's going to need on their bookshelf um, as soon as they get a chance. So make sure you guys visit Amazon, visit Barnes. Well, you probably can't visit Barnes and Nova right now <laughs> online. You can but make sure you get Depends this book. On what in, state you're in, you, you can. Yes, in, yeah. in Texas, South at least in, in Texas, Dallas, you can, you can. <laughs> But, yes, make sure you get a copy of the book. Make sure you follow. Where can they follow your website? Where can they find Um, you?
2: TerrellFletcher.com. Obviously, all the church stuff, the CDOnline.org. Right. And um, all the social platforms at Terrell Fletcher. Got you, guys. And, again, make
0: sure you guys follow me. We're at DivineDesignFitness.com. And then we're also on Instagram and Facebook. We're going to do a lot of uh, episodes like this. I really want to come to you guys and Correlate this whole physical and spiritual world um, with people as powerful as Bishop Terrell Fletcher, Pastor Terrell Fletcher, my brother. <laughs> and um, if you are ever in San Diego, post Corona, post shelter in place, make sure you visit the City of Hope International yeah. Church. That's a we
2: love to have you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And hey, next time I come back, we stand on a Sunday because I'm coming to service. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm coming to service. Right. I All got right. a few new dances that. uh Bishop Brady and never show me, you know, some praise dance. Well, <laughs> I'll have to bring my praise dance shoes, you know. Come the on, the flat on. bottoms, the slick ones. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you. I know the audience appreciates you. I thank you for your time. And uh, again, guys, make sure you check out the book. Make sure you visit them on their social media platforms. And uh, you guys have a great day.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Muscles and Medicine. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at divinedesignfitness.com and follow us on YouTube at Divine Design Fitness. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you consume podcasts. Please feel free to leave a review and comment.